What's up, everybody? This is the Boys, Brews, and Beyond podcast, episode 13. My name is James, and to be totally honest with you guys, this episode is going to sound better than probably all the other episodes because for the first time, I'm using a real mic. Um, So I'm not at my house. I'm at my girlfriend Dana's house, and she has one of those Yeti mics, and they sound fucking awesome, where in the studio slash office slash my parents' basement, we have just four... Uh, just shitty, regular old mics, just whatever I could get my hands on without breaking the bank. So this episode will sound good. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up first and foremost is this episode will be on Spotify. Uh, I have to figure it out, but the podcast hosting service I use, Pinecast, um, which is awesome by the way, they have just got uh, Spotify capability, so I can upload this straight to Spotify. Now, I have to figure out how that works. It may be a few days before it's up. I may have to be cleared, or I, I don't know. So I will definitely keep you guys updated as to how you can listen to this. And uh, just one more place to listen. You know, it's one more for, you know, I know people who uh, don't have iPhones were reaching out to me for a while that, oh, the... Uh, Google Play Store podcast section isn't working, blah, blah, blah. And I had a lot of friends who or you know, people who were listening, whatever it be, who uh, couldn't couldn't get couldn't listen because they were Android users. Uh, so for those people who still can't figure it out, Spotify is going to be a great option because who the fuck doesn't have Spotify? Um, so, yeah, this is a solo episode uh, just because, again, you know, um, I'm not at home. Uh, everyone that is usually on the podcast, um, is back near my house, and, uh, Dana lives about an hour from me, so, I'm just not very available to get everyone together, and I wanted to get an episode out before the end of the week, uh, just because I feel like I owe it to everybody who listens to keep consistency, uh, in the mix. So, um, I am broken, I think. I think I'm dying. I've been way more active than I usually have been in the last few weeks, and, it's, you know what, it's taken a toll on me. I'm, t- I'm 23, uh, so I shouldn't be, like, really breaking down, but, God, I'm, like, way out of shape. Uh, for those who don't know, I am, I've been an athlete my whole life, and the last two years, I sort of slacked off. College ended, wasn't playing baseball anymore, um, but now I'm back to playing baseball, which is fucking great. I still have it. Uh, I'm hitting well, I'm I'm just, you know, I'm tired, I'm fucking tired, uh, but the last two weekends, so the first weekend, two weekends ago, I did the Rugged Maniac, which is a mud run, I do it every year with my family, Dana actually did it for the first year, uh, she had a fucking blast, I think she's, like, addicted to them now, now that, like, I don't know, she's been googling all the different, uh, mud runs and wanting to do all of them, it's like, yo, take it easy, cause, uh, that one was, like, the fucking death of me. Uh, this year especially, just because, you know, well, I'm not in great shape right now, and then, what the fuck, the day after the mud run, I played, I had played baseball, I had a doubleheader, so that was not good, so I had a week of pain until the Saturday, last Saturday, which was the Vans Warp Tour, which, unfortunately, for those who don't know, uh, this was the last Warp Tour-ish, last-ish, I want to say, so, the way that it goes is it's the last warp tour. They're calling it the last one. Um, but personally, I don't think it's going to be the last 
Warp Tour in general, I think they're going to change the format up a little bit. So I think they're going to drop a lot of the uh, spots, a lot of the places they stop along the country. It's countrywide, for those who don't know. Summer long, it's usually rock, punk bands. And uh, it's been going on, I think, 20, 22 years, I think, uh, it's been happening. And um, I think the problem is in a lot of these, a lot of these states that they go to, like, you know, fucking middle of the country states where people don't listen to this type of music, they don't get a good turnout. They don't get uh, their money that they expect. They don't, the bands play for, I'm sure, minimal crowds who, you know, could fucking care less about their music. And I think they just, hopefully, well, hopefully, I think that they're gonna just shorten the list of cities they, they go to and that be it. I know, so there's been rumors of them switching to the uh, festival format and doing like a like a one weekend or four day festival. But, you know, that's gonna, people are gonna have to travel then. If they don't do it near me, that say fucking goodbye. I'm not going again. I'm not driving to wherever, California or flying. I can't drive. I can't, I'm, you know, I'm not flying to California to go to Warp Tour. It's just not happening. The way that I hopefully see them doing it is just cutting down the stops substantially. You know, doing maybe 10 stops. Doing two in California, uh, maybe one in Texas, maybe one Chicago, one Florida, one Atlanta, and then maybe keep the two Jersey uh, tour spots. Because honestly, Jersey shows up. Um, Warp Tour is fucking crazy in Jersey, and I know that I've, so I've been watching some of the videos of, uh, like the live recordings of other, other venues, whatever, um, just cause the ones from Jersey aren't up yet, or they, people didn't record it or whatever it is, but there's like some really professional, um, like studio type recordings of places like in Las Vegas, Uh, I think there's one from Indiana somewhere and God fucking damn it. These, first of all, the crowd might as well be non-existent. I mean, people are singing. Yeah, but for the most part, people are standing still and it's fucking, it's sad to watch. I feel bad for these bands that come out and they watch, they watch these kids just they're all standing there they're not I don't know if it's generational I don't know if it's just like I said geographical I don't know if some places aren't into the music as much you know I don't know like when you go out to the midwest I those are country states those are people like country music so maybe the punk scene or the rock scene or pop punk scene it just isn't as big out there maybe it's not as popular of a genre in general I don't know and that's why I'm saying they should maybe stop going to those fucking places because they're going to hold this day long. They're going to have bands going from 11 to 8 at night. You know, and what? They're going to have like 3,000 people show up. So some some of the lesser known bands will play for 100 kids maybe. And that's just not really fair to them. Where, you know, in Jersey, there's just so many people that everyone just watches everything. You know, where it's just impossible to not... And it also just may be the way that they set up the venue. I go to the one at uh, PNC in Jersey, and there's just, you can't walk 100 steps without being right next to a stage. Um, 
So it's just it's just music all day. But I watch these uh, these videos, and God, I mean, even the piss poor excuses for mosh pits that they have are just. God said, I could imagine standing on stage and watching that and just being really disheartened that like you're giving these these artists are giving like their full you know 150 percent and you know crowds may be giving them 35 40 in some places and uh you know i mean look the the show i went to last saturday you know i go with my brother i go with my brother's friends i go with my friends uh we go fucking nuts i mean me and my brother go fucking crazy I got elbowed in the side of my head so goddamn fucking hard. I thought I was going to pass out. I really I really thought I was about to be knocked out. Uh I got punched in the ear. I you know, I fucking I don't know, there's this one move I suppose you could call it. It's like the, it's like you're picking up change on the ground but like with both hands really hard. I don't google it, google it, whatever. Uh but some dude, some kid got the the swiftest elbow from me. And it's just like, that's fun. That's the music. That's the energy. That's, that's what I think a lot of these bands expect to see. And they just, they just don't get it at some of these places. And it's sad. And it's sad that Warped. I mean, I'll be totally honest. I mean, you know, everyone laughed at me. Dana laughed at me. But Warped Tour ended. And, you know, I mean, me and my brother was, was our favorite band playing. We were just getting the shit beat out of us for 35 minutes. And it ended. And, you know we hugged each other and he was like yo it's over and i was like yeah that's like that's really fucking sad it's like it's over this is the last time me and my brother are gonna go to warp tour and we're gonna you know fuck or fucking go nuts and enjoy the music the music that we love that we share me and my brother share that bond over you know our similar tastes in music and it was kind of like it was kind of sad that it'll be the last time so, you know, totally, totally open and transparent. Yeah, I cried a little bit, you know, I cried a little, like, not like a, I wasn't bawling, but a couple, couple lone tears, you know, found their way down my cheek and I'm not ashamed of that whatsoever. Uh, you know, big girls, big girls do cry, right? Is that the Fergie lyric? I don't know. Overall though, Warped Tour was the shit. Um, saw some of my favorite bands, uh, State Champs is one of my favorite pop punk bands. I saw them, actually I didn't see them. Uh, two years ago, Warped Tour, they were there, and I got stuck on the snack line, and I didn't get to fucking see them, uh, and that sucked, and that was actually me and Dana's first event that we went to, uh, it was one of, like, our, it was actually, well, that day was actually the first day that we, um, it was the first day that we actually were, like, officially dating, so we actually just had our, uh, we just had our second anniversary, which was great, um, but yeah, so I saw State Champs. Uh, Four Year Strong was actually the last band to play. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, Real Big Fish was the shit as always. They're like a they're like a Warp Tour regular. They play just about every year. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. And it was the last one. Hopefully not truly the last one. Hopefully they you know revive it in some form or another. But uh, like I was saying. That being, oh, and then I played baseball again. I had a doubleheader again the next day. So just, I'm utterly destroyed. My back hurts. My legs hurt. My feet are blistered. Uh, my head was hurting for a few days. My neck was hurting from head banging. I was just in fucking shit shape. Uh, but I'm getting there, you know? 
I'm getting there. I'm getting back to, like, I think I can start going back to the gym and not feeling like I'm going to break something or tear my fucking spine out of my back accidentally. Um, so, yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling all right. I'm getting back into the swing of things. And, you know, I'm an elite athlete, so I'll be all right. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been up to lately. Uh, it's just been a lot of fucking running around. I mean, this whole week I've been at Dana's house. We've been going to the beach. We've been just doing a lot of watching TV. We've been watching, um, what the fuck is it called? The Oak Island, the secrets of Oak Island, treasure of Oak Island's curse of Oak Island, the curse of Oak Island. It's on history channel. And I gotta tell you of all of those shows that are like treasure hunting shows you know there's like finding hitler there's uh something about fucking mayan treasure of all of those types of shows i'll tell you honestly the oak island show is probably the only one where they actually find anything you know where like it it looks like they actually may find the real fucking treasure you know um now now to be totally fair I don't think they will, but it's convincing. They do a very convincing job. I'll tell you that much. I mean, the episode we watched yesterday, so so basically there's this island, for those who don't know, I mean, watch the show because it's actually pretty compelling, but there's this island off the coast of Nova Scotia in Canada where for the last like 200 years, people have been searching for a fabled treasure. Some say that it's Spanish treasure. Some say it's literally the Ark of the Covenant. Like, the Knights Templar came here and buried, like, religious artifacts under this island. Some people have claimed to have found, you know, just uh, clues and evidence and all this shit. And to be fair, these these, these guys, so there's a team of guys that are the Oak Island team, I guess you would say. Um, they found Spanish coins. Uh, they've found where they think there are underground chambers where there could be, you know, the chamber where all the fucking treasure is. Um, and so the other day they dug, they dug 170 feet into the ground and they pulled up fucking wood. There was wood, like planks of wood, like milled wood, like not like someone had cut it with a handsaw milled. Um, or I guess that's not milled, but hand-sawn wood, almost 170 feet under the ground, like under, like through bedrock almost. And that's fucking crazy because what the fuck is it doing down there? Now, again, this is the whole mystery of the show is that, you know, maybe supposedly some guy in the 1800s dug a huge hole trying to find the treasure. So they think they either may have found like the remnants of his dig or whatever regardless they still find some crazy old shit um and it's still like a pretty cool fucking pretty cool show i I, i'm not fully caught up i watched a little bit when it first came out uh just because i was familiar with the legend already so i kind of wanted to see what it was all about but uh i'm on season four and season five supposedly is very disappointing from what i've read on reddit so you know i'm treading with caution but we'll see how that goes. So yeah, check out Oak Island and let me know what you think. Let me know if you think it's bullshit. If you've seen it, let me know if you think it's bullshit or if you've been fully sold on the curse of Oak Island. The other thing is the fact that it's a curse is supposedly uh, 
seven people have to die before the treasure's found. And six people have died, so I guess they're implying that, like, someone on the crew is going to die, uh, and then they'll find that, I don't know, I don't fucking know. Um, whatever. Point is, it's a pretty good fucking show, it's what we've been doing in our downtime, aside, you know, the last few days, because, I mean, I've just been fucking running around for, like, two weeks, and it's destroying me. Um... So one of the so one of the two things that I actually really wanted to talk about this week was one it was a it was a conversation that me and Dana had touched on just me and her a few days ago, um, but we had an actually like a really interesting conversation. Uh, let me take a sip of my beer. Actually, hold on. Excuse me. But we actually had a really interesting conversation about um, about Epcot in Disney. So, again, I'm sure everyone knows what Epcot in Disney is. If you don't know, look it up. It's the big fucking round ball, and there's different cultural restaurants and gift shops and shit. But Dana had made Dana had made the point that Epcot is really like kind of ironic, considering most of the like middle class families who can afford to go to Disney and can afford a the day pass for five people. Excuse me. For Epcot. Now mind you, the day pass is $100 per person to go to Epcot. That's $500 for a three for a family with three kids, which is like pretty average. That's on top of already being in fucking Disney. So this is like it's a bit of an expense. And that's this also is just to get in. This doesn't include anything you purchase. This doesn't include any of the dinners or lunches you may purchase. Uh which again, you know, if you've been to Disney, you know, don't run super cheap. So this is like could easily be. What's up, bud? Airfare. Well, no, I'm talking about just being in at like Epcot, like go, going to Epcot, like just that day itself is like extra money. It's like an yeah. excursion within Disney. So you could be easily talking about a you know, an eight hundred dollar day, on top of whatever you're spending for airfare, for lodging, for. The rest of your time in Disney. Um, and that's just to bring, like, the average family. So the idea is that, you know, that we were talking about is it's kind of ironic that a lot of these families who go can probably afford to visit these cultures anyway. But they choose to go to Disney and get this sort of whitewashed version of, like, these different cultures, you know? Like, so I know I've been to Epcot. Uh, when I was younger, and we went, and I know I ate in the Moroccan restaurant, and I had, like, fucking couscous, and I had a kebab, or whatever I ate, and it was cool, it was definitely cool, but I, I don't feel like that's, I didn't feel like I was getting a real taste of what it's like to be in Morocco, you know, like, when you go to the Japanese portion, like, do you just eat sushi, and you go to, like, a gift shop where they have a bunch of like Studio Ghibli merch and like you can buy like a fucking My Neighbor Totoro shirt and that's that's not that's not Japan that's the Disney capitalist gift shop version of Japan you know and some people argue that they have and we we also talked about this some people argue oh well they bring in like real people for, real people they bl- they bring in you know, people from those cultures to work 
at the the portion of the the park that's you know where they're from but these people aren't being brought over to be like ambassadors or like liaisons for their culture i mean they work in the fucking gift shop you know so like once again if i go to the you know if i go to the part of the epcot that's japan and I buy something from the gift shop, and the fucking kid behind the counter says arigato to me, I'm not like, ooh, like, oh shit, like, I'm in Japan, no, you're not, I'm not in Japan, it's not like, I'm not getting this giddy feeling that I'm getting this Japanese experience, like, I'm not, someone just said a Japanese word to me, and he looks Japanese, and I'm in a Japanese store, that's not, you're still in Disney, you're still, can you say something, yeah, come here, yeah, my whole point about it was just the you fact... You gotta get closer, babe. My whole point about it was just the fact that... You gotta get even closer still. Ooh. Sorry. Get closer. My whole point about it was just that, obviously, Disney is a great company. They do a lot of great things. You can't take away what it is at the core. But it is a little bit ironic that we kind of go there to experience quote unquote these things when it's a lot cheaper to just go to those countries most of the time airfare lodging food in most foreign countries is not as expensive as it is here it's definitely not as expensive as disney because you're paying you're paying 25 dollars for something so simple but um my point is it's not going back into the Right, economy right, right. of those countries it's going right back into disney's pocket which again a, someone on facebook made a comment basically about all the good things in disney i'm not taking that away they have a lot of great things it's just the irony like i'm not a disney hater i love disney oh I, no i i want to go to disney now i know i would still go to epcot but there you know in as a sociology student, true, I have to look at things differently. You can't look at everything just at face value. And just because there's bad things doesn't mean there's not good things. And just because it's great doesn't mean it's not causing some sort of detriment as well. So that was my only point. Right. Really. And, right. And that a lot of, you know, like a lot of people will go to these countries, you know, like if you go to the, to the French portion of Epcot, some people may go to that place and drink some wine and have some French food. It's a blast. And it's great, but they, those some people may feel like that was the French experience. Those some people may not feel like there is any need to go to France because they they got the experience in Disney. And like that's not the truth. And the part that's sad is some people who may have that sort of that idea coming from Disney, they may be able to go to France. They may be able to go to France and actually put their money back into the French economy. You know, like like Dana said, if you go to Disney and you go to any of those stores, you're not helping the culture that that portion represents. You're just giving Disney money for them to put up a fake Eiffel Tower or a fake pyramid and to serve you food from a different place in the world. I can go to a Japanese restaurant in my neighborhood and get sushi and, you know, have sake, but that doesn't mean that I'm, I mean, even that, that even in itself is better for the culture, in my opinion, than going to Disney, right, because there probably is a Japanese store owner, there is a Japanese sushi chef, there is 
people who are actually of the culture, the business is owned by people of that culture, and I'm giving my money to those people, to people who bring the culture here to share with us, and I'm giving them money almost, well, obviously because I, they gave me a service, but as a thank you for giving me a taste of your culture. Well, Where at Disney, you just give Disney money, and they don't give a fuck if you go to Epcot or not, you know? I The, the whole... Closer. You got to get closer. The yep. whole the whole reason this even came up was because I was doing a lot of thinking about traveling. And I really we both really want to travel to different countries. We both really want to experience the world, but one of the things we talk about a lot and we talked about a lot in school for me was the effect of tourism on these countries. And now I mean tourism has a lot of cons to it that we don't see but I thought it was almost funny that you know we critique the effect of tourism in those countries specifically but we've got a hub of entertainment in our country that like exploits that almost so you know what it's really not a criticism of Disney it's really not a criticism of the people who go to Disney it's just an observation about you know our consumption our, I don't know, what would you call it? I don't no, know. I mean, look, we, we get the same thing in Times Square in New York. I mean, you go to, you go to New York and, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a Sbarro in the corner with, there's not a single Italian person working behind the counter. You know, there's some places there's a Japanese restaurant where I'm not being racist, but I'm, I'm just saying like, like the, the Sbarro doesn't represent Italian culture at all. You know, but when people get out of the off the bus or get off the train, and that's the first thing they see, and they may be a tourist. Literally, Michael Scott. Michael Scott goes to get a real New York slice at Sbarro. I mean, but that's what I'm talking about. Is it's the equivalent of that, where you're not getting a real taste of the culture. You're not, you know, like everyone who goes to Disney and goes to Epcot. And eats in one of those restaurants and thinks that they're getting the true experience from that country is basically doing exactly what Michael Scott did by going to the Zabaro. You're 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 experienced a whitewash version and you're taking it for the real thing. And it's just not it that's it's just not that way. And so I don't know. Like I said, I, I fucking I love Disney. I It was an observation. It was just yeah, it was just an observation. But I thought it was interesting that, you know, because, again, you brought up the point that, like, pe- people also go to Epcot, young people, just to fucking go from place to place and drink a bunch of wine and get fucked up. Yeah. And, like, that also, that's not respecting any of the culture. That's respecting the culture less than people who at least think they're respecting it. Those people can't even pretend that they're giving any thought aside from the fact that they're tasting different wines and different vodkas and, and whiskeys. I have something else to say. Go ahead, Again. step up to the mic. <laughs> well, my, like, another thing is, like, okay, everybody was absolutely mortified when Logan Paul put on a kimono in Japan and made an ass of himself and posted it online. And now, granted, that's an extreme example, but, you know, when you... I see so many pictures of people, like with sombreros and you know like look i oh my we were gonna adopt from china when i was younger 
And one of the things... Not, w- not me and Dana. No, 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 no. My family was going to adopt uh, me a sibling, them a child, from China. So when we went to Disney, I was thrilled. I got like a little pajama set. And it was it was adorable. It was cute. I still have it somewhere. But like... I wouldn't go to Japan and buy, like, a cheap kimono. And wear it. And wear it out. Japan. And take pictures. Unless I was doing it the respectful way, which would be to go to, like, a tea house where they I do... I don't think there is a respectful way. Well, there's experiences where you can pay to go to, like I said, like, a tea house. And they'll do, like, a show for you. And they'll show you the traditional dance, the traditional clothing. Right, but I would feel disrespectful putting on a kimono. Like, I feel that's not my culture. Well, I shouldn't be wearing one. Like, I, I can partake think... in the culture, but, like, I don't, like, I feel like at that point you're almost, no, I, but, you're but, almost, a, yeah, I but mean, then it's appropriation. You're no, like, hold on, because then what's the right way to do it? Because there, you can't limit something so strictly. You have to, you well, have to have some sort of way to appreciate. There is a difference. It's just understanding. You can appreciate, you can appreciate the culture by doing it but i feel like once you start to like look i i guess the fine line is if i was in japan or if i was in china or if i was anywhere where i went to like a religious place and it was and the the proper thing to do was put on religious garb that's different like if i was to go if i was to go to a temple or a mosque and they and it was just i was supposed to wear religious garb or dress a certain way that's different but i feel like if i'm in if i'm in japan in a tea house and i choose to wear a kimono i'm almost becoming a caricature of like of the culture and i feel like that's not respectful i feel like it doesn't look respectful i could be as respectful as i want but i as someone (laughs) who has like some sense of like self-awareness I would feel uncomfortable doing that because I know no matter how respectful I'm being, anyone else is going to look at me and say, look at this fucking white oh, dude yeah. wearing a kimono. I feel... You know, like, you, you just you can't really do... Th- I, fe- I, I personally feel, feel like you can't really do that without looking like a caricature of the culture. Looking like you're almost... I don't want to say making fun of it, but not taking it... You definitely may look like you're not taking it serious, you know? If you're posting it online. I was just going to say, like, I feel uncomfortable like talking about it because I couldn't tell you a piece of garment aside from a kimono. I mean, I'm not knowledgeable enough. No, but. certainly not, which is another reason I feel like I shouldn't be wearing one. If it, if it, if kimono is the only Japanese piece of traditional clothing you know, you should never put one on. Well, I think about cuz you're obviously you don't know enough. Well, like for example, um well, how do you feel? Because when Mustafa gets wedding, gets wedding, gets married. When Mustafa gets married, I will, I will have to wear traditional, either Muslim or Pakistani, garb. Yeah, of course. Well, it's a religious ceremony. Well, the I know. wedding. But what I was gonna say is, as a guest, like I'm going to wear something that. I've thought about this at length. I'm. I want to wear something that, honors the culture and has like a, a you know a nod to it but i'm not gonna go out and buy the whole garb and do the henna like you know because it's it's all it all has very important meaning 
Of course. And if you don't know the meaning, you yeah, shouldn't pretend. I, I'm not going to go there, you know, dressed up in to the nines like a lot of the other women will be, but I will wear something that's resemblant of it to honor that. No, and it's of course. It's all about finding the, the fine line. I actually, I actually, I worked with somebody a few years ago who she went to a Muslim wedding and she, she had, she went and she got the she w- got the full kit you know where she wore everything you could imagine but i think it was also like i think it was like a family member and it wasn't necessarily just like her attending a wedding of a friend like i think she was part of that's the other thing is like I, mean, it's, it's, I, I i i'll be part of mustafa's wedding like i'll be like yeah. you know it's it's different where like i wouldn't show up well, another it's like when it's like when it's like when Michael Scott goes to Diwali, he goes to Kelly's Diwali celebration, and he's like, he's wearing like, yeah. the fucking the thing, and it's like, and again, I don't mean to be insensitive by saying the thing, but he's wearing the 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 attire. the attire, and it's like, it's it almost like you know he's not taking it in fully serious. You know, he also brings, uh, Carol dressed as a cheerleader because he says it's a costume party. Um, but that's kind of besides the point. Uh, but, um, but yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's my whole thing about Disney. And I'm sure you could, I could expound upon that about cultural appropriation or all that shit. But it's just, you know, right. There's people who will disagree with me and. You know, this is this is this is a short episode. It's a solo episode. Actually, well, it's a, it's not a solo episode anymore. So I don't want to like go too crazy. Um, but the uh, the one other thing that I wanted to talk about, which I've been meaning to bring up like this whole time, because this is something just in general in my life that I've like, I want I want to say struggle with, but I've I've had strong feelings about this. And I've had so what I, how do I put this, without. I'm just going to say it. I don't like when you are on Instagram or on somewhere and I don't like dudes who are photographers who only shoot naked women. I don't like that. I, as someone, why James, why don't I like that? Tell me. It's creepy as fuck. (laughs) It's super fucking creepy. Like, when I go to a dude's Instagram page, and he has a thousand followers, and it says photographer, and the whole thing is, like, women out in the woods with no shirts on, like, you know for a fact that dude is in that line of work to just hang around women. Well, to be fair, we had, I have a very good friend who was exploited by women. Well, this is, this is, uh, I know, and I'll talk about that, but, I mean, even, even yesterday, we're like, uh... I, like, on my Discover page, it was, like, some dude's profile, and it was, like... James saw some titties and was, like... Oh, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't even a naked... She wasn't naked. It was a, it was a very nice photograph, that one specifically. Did you spill the beer? A little bit. Oh. Um, it was a very nice photograph, but when I went to the photographer's profile, it was, like, he's never taken a still life, ever. He's never taken a photo of the sky... It would no nothing. It was strictly different women, and that just sends off like a real fucking weird vibe to me, you know. Like, 
like I'm a photographer. I I do photography as a hobby. I do it sometimes for money. Um and I take beautiful photos. I I not trying to sound like a dick, but some of the photos I take are fucking beautiful. And I feel like I have so many other interests that it would be impossible for me to just take pictures of women. Like, solely take pictures of women. Only post pictures of women on social media. And that's the other thing, is it's a whole, it's a whole racket that these guys are running where they just fill their Instagram with naked women and they get a fuck ton of followers. And they harass beautiful women. And they do. Because and this I is Yes. And, and this, so this is where I'll talk about this. Is there... I bet maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, me and Dana's best friend, one of me and my friend, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She, she does modeling on the side and, um, and yeah, beautiful girl. And, you know, and she was, there was this one guy that she had taken, uh, some photos with and she wasn't nude. Um, but you know, she was not fully dressed. She was nude. She was nude. Yeah. Not fully topless, right? No, she was fully nude. Fully nude? Yeah. Oh, okay. So she was fully nude. Um, and, you know, she had obviously consented to take these photos, and it was it was artistic. Um, and the guy had reached out to Dana and said, you know, would you like to take photos? On, on more than one occasion. Like, almost to the point of, like, bothering her to take these photos. And, uh... I, you know, obviously Dana's allowed to do whatever she wants to do, but I was of the opinion that I didn't trust this person, and I said, I wouldn't do that. I I don't think you should do that. Well, turns out, it turns out that uh, she showed up on one of these, like, it was like a revenge porn, like, nude imaging sites, uh, and she showed up on it, and when she, like, asked to be, for it to be taken down... She was wondering, like, where the fuck did this person get this picture? So, um, you know, she was obviously upset about it. I started doing research, and I was digging into this photographer, this guy who took the photos, and I found that he had a Patreon account where he was selling the nude photos of from his photo shoots. You know, where, like, you could literally go to his, his Patreon account, and it would be, like, $5 for Nicole's photo shoot. And you could buy this girl's nude photos. And the Patreon was to pay for his trips to go to Europe or whatever. Where, to take more nude photos. To take more... I'm sure. I'm, sh- I'm no, sure to take more nude photos. So he was taking these pictures. And then without even asking the girls, he was just selling them. And people were... I mean, you could see his Patreon supporters. People were fucking buying them. Obviously. Now here's a he was just selling... He was making and selling porn without the consent of the... The subjects of the photography. Now, I don't want to say that more people... Can you me the other beer? Yeah. I don't want to say that everybody who does this is like this, but with this specific person, they, they like, tried to gaslight my friend. They tried to, when she contacted them and said, I never signed a contract saying you could sell them, we never had a discussion... There was, I had no idea that you would be selling my photos. She said, or he said to her, we had this conversation. You knew this. We had it in person, blah, blah, blah. But there were other girls there, like, who witnessed the entire thing. She did a group photo where they all went out on the same day. So she was with friends. 
And she gave him permission to post one of them on Instagram, but it was censored. Right. And she did not have any idea, but he was arguing and arguing and arguing. And I was just like, it. he did not make a very good example. No, and I it came down to the point where I had to tell her, like, look, you send him one more text. And it says, hey, man, take the photos down, take them off your Patreon, or I'm going to sue the shit out of you. Because you can't, you it's literally illegal. It falls under, you can't post porn of someone without their consent, without their knowledge. They're nude photos. It's literally illegal. And I don't think he answered. I think he took him down. That was the end yeah, of it. Yeah, the, the, the one thing he kept saying to her too. Now, meanwhile, this went on for like two days where yeah. she was arguing with him. And she was really like emotionally distressed over it because now, you know, word had spread and people had seen it. And... He's also a local photographer. Yeah, well, So, he's like, local. you know, people but, who live here had seen all the photos. But he's and, accomplished enough now where... Well, he's at least made a name enough for himself now where he, like, travels cross-country. Cross and he takes photos with people. And he has, like, a decent size... I mean, not big, but a couple thousand followers. Yeah. And what I was going to say was that he made it into, like, an emotional thing for her because he made her feel guilty. He was like... This is my, like, you know, my life. This is my passion. This is my artwork. I can't believe you're going to make me take it down. These are beautiful photos. Um, you know, and then, it, you know, and then it goes into the, the, the fucking sexist rant of, like, yeah. women are always like this, blah, 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 blah. Which is so funny because if he's someone who's, like, appreciating femininity right, and womanhood. Right. No, and look, look, as someone, I'm an artist. I've, you know, in all mediums, I've painted, I've done charcoal sketches of nude subjects i've done prints i've done photography if this guy was taking these photos and he was selling prints of them physical prints big like you know hang on the wall size physical prints for like 200 bucks that's art that's different he's peddling fucking jpegs for five Five bucks a pop on his website. That's not fucking art. That's porn. And it's creepy. And I don't think it should be allowed. And if I remembered his name, I'd fucking say it. Because he's a dickhead. But I don't remember his name, unfortunately. And I, well, actually, no. I don't care. I'm glad I, I'm, I'm glad I don't remember his name. Because it's just like, I can't exorb. I can't exorb. I can't exert any energy into not liking him actively. Uh, Cause there's like a personal disconnect that I don't know his name, but uh, I kind of wish I knew his name so I could fucking shit on him uh, personally, but I can't. So anyway, uh, what the fuck was the other thing I was going to say? I thought that was both of them. No, there, I know, but I thought of something that I was going to say stemming off of that. And I don't remember. It had to do with was the whole, beaches? no, it wasn't nude beaches, but I don't want to go to a nude beach. Uh, Dana, Dana does. I don't, cause I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen naked around other people. I don't want other people looking at my girlfriend naked. I don't want. I don't agree with that. I know you don't agree with it, but it's you know, I can't escape the fact that. Give it twenty years. Give it twenty years, yeah. In twenty years, I'll. Want to be swinging. In twenty years, I'll fucking skydive nude into a bowl of Jello. I don't give a shit in twenty years right now, you know, um. 
Damn, I, f- I was going to say something about the whole... Oh, oh, oh. So there, there's... This is what it was. So this has to do with the whole artist thing. There's a Twitter account called For Exposure. Please look it up. Because um, it has to do with a lot of what I do professionally. And it's basically just people who are artists, illustrators, designers, who, um, you know, people contract them for their services and then tell them, oh, well, I don't, I don't have any money. I don't think what you do is worth money, but like, you know, I got a few thousand followers that'll see your work and love it. And, you know, you may get work from that, which is basically, basically what this guy was trying to say to her was, you know, like, aren't you happy that all of my followers are like admiring your beauty? And it's like, no, dickhead, I'm upset that you're posting porn of me online and not telling me. And, well, actually, he wasn't posting, he was selling it. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was a whole thing. That's my stance on creepy Instagram photographers who only have uh, photos of naked women on their accounts. It's just, you don't trust those. Women, don't date those guys. Dudes, beat the shit out of those guys. All right? It's just, those people are bound to be creeps, almost with a full certain guarantee. And, you know, I, I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. I'm not a fan. Definitely not a fan. It gives uh, everyone a bad name. It gives everyone a bad name? Yeah, it does. Because, you know, at that point, the women look like they're being used, and that doesn't look good on their end. And he looks like an asshole, so that's not obviously good for him. But then it gives other people who are doing it respectfully and doing it the right way, it makes them look like assholes because they're now associated with people like that. And it's, I don't know. I don't know. Respect art. Respect women. Respect the human body. Don't go to nude beaches with your girlfriend. Stop. You're going to do it. We'll see. I'm not. I whispered that so loud. She heard it. She's also three feet from me. Um, Anyway, 45 minutes. It's pretty good for a solo episode. I'm going to let you guys go. Um, I'm going to try to get some guys together this weekend. We'll do another one. We'll get one up early next week. Uh, So this has been episode 13 of the Boys, Brews, and Beyond podcast. I'm James. I'm here with Dana, who had popped in and out a little bit, Um, gave her wonderful insight. Uh, This episode will be on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter to keep an update on that, because I'm not entirely sure how it works. Uh, I'm going to have to figure it out, but... Pinecast, the service that I use to host, did just add a Spotify button, Spotify capability. So I'm going to get it up there. If I do get it up, I'll let you guys know. That should be the easiest way to listen to the podcast because who the fuck doesn't use Spotify? Um, Aside from that, we are on iTunes and we are on Google Play. So leave us a review. If you enjoy the podcast, leave a review. If you don't enjoy the podcast, leave a review. I want to know what I can fix. I want to know what needs to be better. If the mic sucks, let me know the mic sucks. There's nothing I can do about it, but at least I'll know someone's listening enough to complain. Um, I know, haha. You can follow us on Twitter at triple B underscore pod. So I'll give you guys an update about the Spotify thing on there. Send us an email at boysbruisingbeyond at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have anything you want to send us to watch, to talk about, to uh, you know, just read. I don't know. Anything of that uh, nature. Send it on over. Um, Should I make an Instagram? I don't think so. But I know someone had said that I should just so I could post pictures on there. But I don't know. Let me know if you think I should make an Instagram. Uh, Oh, the other thing 
is, so I know last episode I said that my subscriber count was halved as a, as a result of uh, me not posting in a while. Well, it turns out that that wasn't the case. It turns out that half my subscriber count was robots. Um, I'm not entirely sure what about my podcast appeals to robots, but I had a lot of robot followers, like 50% actually. So the 50% that weren't robots, and I want to thank you guys for actually listening uh, and for following and for not being robots. Um, so that's it. I say it all the time. If you want to sponsor the podcast, you know the deal. Send me an email. We'll fucking talk. Uh, you know, even if you want me to shout you out, hit me up, man, because I'm interested. I love stuff. I love helping people. I love helping creative people. I love helping anybody else. If you have a podcast you want me to listen to, if you have a podcast, I mean, send it send it along my way. I'll, I'll try and turn some listeners on to you, you know? Um, speaking of that, my friend Jake has a podcast, talks about life, you should give it a listen, it's called, uh, Raw and Dirty, on, I think it's on iTunes, it's not on iTunes, he's having trouble with iTunes, but it's on Google Play, and it's on YouTube, and Twitch, he does it on Twitch, um, so I'll try and tweet out a link to that, but, you should give that a listen, Jake's a good dude, also, watch his Twitch stream, he's a Twitch streamer, he plays a lot of video games, great guy, so, you should give him a listen, um, thank you guys for listening. It's been a great little while hanging out with y'all and, uh, I'll keep you guys posted and I will see you next week. Peace, peace boys and gals. Sorry.